It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 749. What's happening, guys? What's going on? How are we all? Uh, it's a hump day replay and Georgie Boy isn't here. Yeah, it's, mm. it's a bit sad. It's not the same vibe. He, uh, I know that he was in the office late last night, mm-hmm. punching out an edit, got himself a Domino's pizza. <laughs> it I did mean, look good, didn't it? It did. There was about 17 different animals on that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, vegetarians aren't going to like that. Absolutely not. Uh, before we sort of get towards the, you know, premiere of Hump Day Replay, mm-hmm. I got an alarming phone call this morning. Ben Fordham. I know, 97, that you just sent me the live read that I have to do because mm-hmm. he is the naming right of the megaphone, mm. but he no longer wants me behind the megaphone. Really? He's a man that knows what he wants, and mm-hmm. that is for Josh Jansen to take oh, back you. the megaphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the... Can I get some uh, sanitizer? I've got, uh, some, that's right, I've got some. You're right. I'm going to put some sanitizer on. The um, you didn't like my the jib jib of my vibe. What's that saying? The, jib. The uh, what is it? Jig. Didn't like my jig. Not sure. I don't. Yeah. He didn't like my my way of delivery. I can see why, but he also he texted. <laughs> you asked for cash right afterwards yeah, from other people. He, he texted uh, me. I'm just I'm doing something for the business. <laughs> No, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, he texted me. Uh, again, so, so you've, you're on his site. Well, no, I, I got a text message at 7.23 p.m. last night. Hey, mate, I prefer you on the megaphone. Please switch back to you for tomorrow's <laughs> shout out. Tommy needs some training. Uh, and I note that the plug wasn't in the first five minutes. Yeah. Let's not make this mistake again. A deal is a deal. Good boy. <laughs> uh, great doing business, BF. God. And he sent a dog on a lead after that. And I mean, that's yeah, you, Josh. Good, good, You're good on the lead. Good boy. Okay. No, I Real respect quick. it. Look, I respect it. It's fine. What was that, Sevs? Oh, we should get it in. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. countdown quickly. Do I have to? So the, the script that I've been sent through Slack, mm. is that created by Ben or are we making that up? I don't. No, I've, no, no, no. I've just, I've just pulled uh, a bunch of info from okay. what 2GB have put on their site. Yep. And okay. um, just sort of collated and, and adjusted a little bit. I think you can ad lib, Josh. I think you're you're good enough. Okay. I believe in you. Yeah, I think so. Because well. Ben doesn't believe in me, and he believes in you. So okay. here we go. And uh, I'm feeling good. No pressure. It's Fordo, Ben Fordham. He's doing his new breakfast show on 2GB. Tune in to the Ben Fordham live from Monday to Friday, 5.30am to 9am. Can you believe it? From 5.30. If you're in Sydney or uh, if you're anywhere around the country or the world, you can tune in through your favourite radio streaming app. Even just uh, ask Google Home, say stream 2GB, and you'll get Ben Fordham Hot off the microphone. It's Ben Fordham all week, and uh, he's sponsoring the Daily Talk Show. And we appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. There, uh, that, that That's was good. good. That was that was good. He was up and about. Um, <laughs> it is cut of my jib, and okay. that is which I was trying to go for uh, one's general appearance or personality. As in, I don't like the cut of Ben's jib. I'm not using Ben Ben mm-hmm. Fordham as an example here, but it's just what okay. they've said here. In the 17th century, the shape of the jib sail often identified as vessel's nationality, oh. and hence whether it was hostile or friendly. The term was being used figuratively by the early 1800s, often to express like or dislike for someone. So Do you reckon that would be 
more interesting on the megaphone. <laughs> to, to, to that. I actually enjoy, I enjoyed that a lot. It is. I mean, how weird is shit that changed like 1800s and mm-hmm. just, ah, well, you got to use it differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the saying sort of ran its course based on, I mean, that's a saying in itself, ran its course. It ran its course in terms of that shit wasn't happening and now we're just adapting to the new. I feel it's like, like Gronk. It's I, like Gronk. I reckon you should actually do a series. Like we we're talking about, you want to hit a month of doing TJ dailies. Yeah. And then you want to look at, um, you know, your options, maybe moving to three, three days a week, yeah. putting a bit more effort in. Got more. Um, uh, what? <laughs> it's just not an effort to, to do five? No, I know what you mean. I, I, I'm no, As in allowing yourself the time to put in the effort on each one. Yes. Yeah. Um, because the tea guy, you used, yeah, you, you, you sort of the tea guy one, I probably, the joke was done after the first video. Was it? Because there's demand for a every Tuesday a video. All I need is one person asking me to do a video. Who, who asked for that? <laughs> uh, was it Jasna or Sarah? Someone on our Facebook just said, say a random can name. you do, hang on, I'll tell you. Can you do a, oh, I'm on Amy's Facebook. She's fucking logged me out of my <laughs> this is, yeah. I'm on, <laughs> Someone asked me, do it on Tuesday. The point being is I get what you say. Like I get it, Josh. The um, The daily project is to gather so much momentum, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even know that I've just rushed past you. That's how fast I'm going. No, I think it's great. And, and so at the end of, um, is it the end of this week that you're going to move? to? Uh, yeah, four, four weeks is a solid amount of mm-hmm. five per week. And, we, you know, work picking up on the other side with what we're doing here and some projects we're activating. I think three, three solid videos a week. Activating sounds flash, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah, I know. Sounds like we're actually up doing business. Oh, yeah, 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 activating. Activating. Yeah. When did you become a corporate wanker? It's, just, uh, it's a bit of synergy. When I had to do a press conference about uh, making three videos a week instead of five, <laughs> I got what I needed out of it. No, but uh, there will be, and we are activating, so it's actually all true that there is some projects that we're working on here. Well, I was, go- I was going to say maybe a bonus video could be a sayings video. Love mm. it. I think that that could do very well on, on YouTube. Yeah. The algorithm. Yeah. I love it. How know, people searching for different, and you could pick sort of Australian, uh, when I said Australian then, yeah. I feel like it's a bit of a millions all over again, oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to bring it up, <laughs> but to be you, honest. You, yeah. You've done exactly <laughs> what you're Australian. Australian. Uh, what about this? Um, for, so I'm just trying to think about the format of that video. What about if then there's some undercover uh, filming that goes on where I go out and I have to be in a shop or speaking to someone on the street where I use the saying. Yeah, so it's that's like, great. So I have to incorporate it into something or around the idea. office, like hidden yeah. camera, me speaking to me, it's like, mate, mm-hmm. or bring yes, it in on yeah, the show. Yeah. 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 Well, because also there is a big market for people wanting to learn English with an Australian accent. Really? And so um, there are going to be a lot, like we've got a lot of Russian listeners that, that trying, listen yeah. If you are a Russian listen, listener, how do you say millions? How, like, I wonder if, Million. if all of Million. our speech impediments are going to um, cross De- over. Definitely slang, dude. That's crossing over. Mm. I, I mean, there's heaps of words. I see on YouTube, YouTube specifically, you see people sort of saying, I just had to look up Bogan. Mm-hmm. That was this week someone looked Real up Bogan. Do, I think was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. think I was in Discord. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was in Discord because we called Let's G- not get bogged Gemma, down in the actual. Yeah, we called Gemma a Bogan. Closet Bogan. Compliment. Talking about the uh, the Discord and update in regards to the fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. So we've 
we we need to make the donation still. Well, the people don't know if, yeah. they, if they're not on Discord. They don't know what's oh, happened. Did we not? No, we haven't announced oh, any of it. Should, oh, really? Should we go? Should so, we, Sha- so, so, so we so announced we, that Shana, Shana won the. Jake did a great job. He came in uh, sort of a very close second. Yeah, but we only have fifty bucks to spend. <laughs> to be honest, that's a stretch. But we're making it work. Um, but. Uh, yeah, well, so sh- sh- you, we you message Shana in the Discord mm-hmm. and ask her what type of voucher she would want, and she said that she'd like to donate the fifty dollars to Beyond Blue, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Yeah. And so we will definitely and it, extra points. Hot accountant's going to love that. Yeah, tax deductible. Well, much easier to sort of write that off than mm-hmm. Not that s- that's sending a discount. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this is a Gronk move. Is Making a donation anywhere and just doing a bit of, oh, this is going to be good at uh, good tax, good at tax time. <laughs> no, it's nice. I don't know if, I don't know if we make nice enough m- money to it for it to move every, the needle. No, every bit counts. Well, we it's like were saying talking, no GST amount counts. Every GST purchase counts. Well, we towards were, knocking off your GST charge. We were talking to hot accountant just the other day, and um, I was saying, mate, what's the deal? What can I expect from a personal tax mm. return in regards to working from home? And, because, and COVID-19, like what's yeah. happened. And because they've been saying, oh, you're going to get, you know, a bunch more back. Mm. And I, I think the, probably the most I've ever gotten back is maybe 2200 bucks. Good. But you hear stories where it's like, oh, mate, did you hear like Dodgy John down the road got seven grand Ten back? Grand, yeah. like, how- the amount of people that have had to give back money, mm-hmm. like because they fucked it or something happened mm-hmm. and they're just. You can yeah. easily butcher it because yeah, you, you can do it on the online platforms now, which is not advisable, but and it's really painful because then it's you're in debt. Mm. And so anyway, I asked Hot Accountant, I'm like, how much? Like, just I'm curious, what mm. what could we expect? And he did the numbers, and that working from home thing that they're all talking about, you're looking at about 150 bucks extra mm. on your um, tax return. Really? So you're going to get 150 bucks back, yeah, which is like. Any cash is cash. Yeah. But it's not that, like, I guess I sort of framed in my mind where I'm like, I'm going to get a f- four grand tax return or some mm. shit. Well, oh, what if you, can you do like your um, internet and stuff? You already can. If you if you just use your internet at home, there's mm. a whole bunch of things that you mm. can already do. Yeah. But the point was it's kind of marketed as like, oh, everyone's looking for the silver lining. Yeah, that yeah. being yeah. worked out to 150 bucks extra. And they're also, um, I think that they just... Uh, broke it down so it's a lot easier now where you don't have to fill out as much stuff mm. to get those things claimed. That is good. We um, should get him back on. Yeah. Um, are you are you cool if I uh, play a little uh, pre-hump day video? I mean, if it's more abuse from Ben Fordham to me <laughs> about my technique and delivery, no. I think it fits well for the, before we play uh, Georgie Boy's hump day uh, replay. Okay. okay. Oh, here we go. I f- fucked it already. Hey guys, so sorry I can't be there today. Uh, I'm actually at Bunnings and we're shooting a commercial. Hashtag on set. I miss you all so, so much. And I uh, hope you enjoy today's episode of Hump Day Replay, episode nine. It was a really fun one to make and I'll be drinking Prosecco later. That's for sure. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> so G- so uh, Georgie Boy is on a shoot. He, he yeah. works for an agency that does all the Bunnings yeah. stuff. So he can't be drinking at Bunnings no, no. <laughs> at 12. And so he um, he normally has his lunch break at our office and he yeah. does the show, but he's he's on set. Yeah. I mean, last week he was drinking at Margarita at 12. It was a Tom's <laughs> Margarita and he was drunk by t- 
12.45, so he's not doing that today. And so anyway, I think it's time to play Georgie Boy's Hump Day replay. Here we go. It's Georgie Boy's Hump Day replay. This week, we're back in the studio, baby. You're at least two metres away. It's yeah. very weird, isn't it? <laughs> it was a big week of romance. What have you learned about love? Dating, Tinder, that type of thing. I love just being able to talk to her. Amy Insurance will answer the phone within two weeks. <laughs> Tommy showed us why he's Mr. Perfect. From the day I've met Amy, there is, there is, there is not a day I haven't spoken to her. <laughs> sure. From the day I... For, for, um, from the day, from the moment I've met you, I haven't stopped th- stopped thinking about you at least once a day. And Josh had an <laughs> offer for anyone in the dating game: fifty bucks, a voucher of your choice, yeah. to one person who uh, can integrate the daily talk show into their Tinder, Grinder, whatever, uh, um, Bumble, mm. Hinge. Well, I guess you could say things weren't going to plan. I tried everything. And you start telling yourself, it'll never happen for me. I came across this podcast that was offering a $50 gift voucher for anyone who could integrate the show into their conversation. I thought, well, what's the worst that could happen? So I get this message. Looking for some lighthearted banter that goes deep on a variety of topics. These boys are my daily ritual. Highly recommend the daily talk show. I told him I'd check it out. He told me he'd check it out and... The date went terribly, but I got myself an iTunes gift card. I got Lady Gaga's new album. It's actually not bad. Gronk Rod had an offer of his own, but this one was for Mr. 97. I hear Grace is coming to Melbourne. If you are looking for a nice Airbnb, I think I might be able to help. If you give it a shout out on the show. What's their Instagram? Beach House Black Arry. Like I oh, jumped on and saw the price of a week at that joint. Yeah. It's not cheap, dude. Mm-hmm. And produce a bit of content. Slow-mo shot of him and Grace running on the beach. Couple in front of fire drinking red wine. Rod is making sure there's a smoothie machine there for me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Happy baby. It's ridiculous. On Thursday, we celebrated World Burger Day. It's so light and buttery. (laughs) I love chippies. (laughs) That's like chocolate mousse. How often do you get that amount of chocolate mousse? Chocolate yeah, mousse is never for a given. Family. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for Josh, this was his last meal. Good one to finish on, though. I've become the the protein guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is everything that a fad diet looks like. I am doing a fad diet, and I'm unapologetic about it. Good evening. Welcome to Fad Diets. Do you have a booking? Uh, yeah, it's under, I think it's under Martin. George. Martin, yep. Table for two? Yeah, your guest is already waiting. Right this way, please, sir. Okay, great. It's a bit wet out there. Oh, perfect, this is great, thank you. <laughs> Can I get you guys protein bars to start? Yeah, yeah, I'll have one of those. Yeah, I'll have one of those too, that'd be nice actually. Great, well, it's actually the only thing on the menu, so. so I've got vanilla cherry for you and chopped banana for you, sir. There's no real joke here. I don't actually know what the punchline is. We know that George knows comedy. Something about protein bars, Josh's fad diet, eating at a tiny restaurant, which is actually my sound booth. There's no punchline. Uh, It's a comedy. (laughs) Enjoy your meal. Thank you to our producer, Jess, for coming on the show. Like, group scenarios, you know how there's always, like... 
the egos involved and that type of thing. Yeah. She's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at me when she says that. And thank you to the Gronk Squad. We've got so many different platforms and we're so grateful for how engaged everyone is. Here are some of my favourite comments from this week. In the Discord, Olivia wrote, At school today, I had friends ask if I was involved in the show. I had to explain I watched the show and I'm obsessed. Got some people talking, so I'm going to show them the GB HDR to see if they'll join the Gronk Squad. In the YouTube chat, Casey said, Discord should not be content, please. Sorry, Casey, I've just done it again. And on Instagram, Showbaker made it clear that that was JJ's finger, not his c- <laughs> so That's it from me. I've been Dodgy George. Good night, Australia. Love you. Georgie boy. He's done it again. so good. Can you just imagine Georgie boy right now? He's <laughs> at Bunnings. He's probably got his laptop out. He's doing some data wrangling. Yeah. Is he watching? Maybe he's watching. No, I'm sure he's probably thinking in the back of his mind. I wonder if the, the boys are playing it. Yeah. How yeah. It went. Well, he, he went into the spiral, which I think there's the creative process always has the stage of spiraling out of control of mm-hmm. anxiety that it's a piece of shit. And I loved it. George, he's, he's, he's done, done it again. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, nine weeks in a row. <laughs> I mean, how much do we love Georgie Boy? Oh, I love George. <laughs> what's our favourite thing? Sevs, what's your favourite thing about Georgie Boy? Oh, you know, what it, you know what it has to be? It has to be his cute little smile. <laughs> Don't you just love it? Like when he's, it's so reassuring. Yeah. Like just in that video. Just are you, what are you doing? Are you having a protein? I'm oh, just eating from George's restaurant <laughs> at nights. Is it good? He gave me the um, protein bar. That's nice. <laughs> mm. Not bad. Pl- pl- plant-based. Yeah. The, the bar that I got, he like I said, you can use my bars. I'm trying a different one today. I'm trying a, a Quest is, is the bar that I'm trying. <laughs> so, hang on. Just an update on that because if you haven't, if you didn't get the joke about the fad diet thing, mm-hmm. Josh declared that he's actually only eating protein bars, nothing else. I didn't say, yeah, I said I'm the protein guy. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you said you're literally only eating protein bars, did he? Because you said you were going to skip breakfast. And then I was like, mate, have a meal, have like yeah. a, some kind of real food at night. Yeah, yeah. it was sort of implied. So I, yeah, go on, were you going to say something else? <laughs> Am I wrong? Is that, are you no, actually so, eating no, food? No, so I'm, um, <laughs> what, eating's cheating. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I did have this morning, I halved the, um, the normal Mexican dish I made. Because mm. it's massive because oh, I'm okay, using yeah. whole black beans. So I'm having like eggs and beans great. and I had a lentil soup last okay, night because good. I was feeling a little bit like, yeah, I was like. <laughs> a bit yuck. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit like, well, what am I going to shit today? Yeah. You know <laughs> you, what I mean? It's yeah. like, what, like, what's there to. Yeah. Yeah. You what's, no in goes a quest, before. out goes a quest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I legit thought that's all you were eating. I was concerned, but I was like, you know. If that's the way I can't, does it. I can't, you know, if that's what he wants to no, do, so I'm, I'm not going to step in on no, it. No, I'm starting. I just wanted to <laughs> dial it all the way back. No, and then it. part of it was not having to do Uber Eats and things okay, like okay. that. So no, I'm no, no, not no, buying from places. Um, I, okay. I'm good. I'm glad I've got the clarification. Mm, yeah. Not just doing, but it was <laughs> day one was just protein. Fair. Bars. Fair. You can, su- you can yeah. survive for probably a month before you <laughs> really start having some kind of uh, deficiency. Oh, yeah. um, one thing I love about George is, he um he definitely doesn't bite his fingernails. He's got really sort of luscious nails. Have you noticed that about no, him? Have, oh have, yeah, no, have you noticed no, that? I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't want to get scratched by George. No, he's got great fingernails. Great fingernails. Like well, I got toe shamed last night. Oh, toe shamed? Who by? Where? Oh, you, you, you misso? Yeah, yeah. Bree and also because I played Monopoly uh, with Sevs and Grace. We haven't okay. done that since 
going back to oh, the yeah, office. Okay. A lot harder doing that sort of thing. Don't you think? <laughs> like after a day, like we're all fucking exhausted. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. like it was so easy going from just wearing tracksuit pants all day <laughs> to just like going to the, like walking yeah. like five steps and going to the couch. But the, uh, <laughs> the process of like our iPad wasn't charged, mm. all that sort of like mm. just nothing was a Zoom working. wasn't working. A Zoom wasn't oh, working. Absolute disaster. Because Zoom's up updated for encryption. Were they doing encryption beforehand? Uh, they said they were. It's a different, I think it's sort of like that more end to end. Yeah. It's a bit more encryption. And so they were doing, because Zoom, we were able to use our like professional cameras in Zoom yeah, you and can't. They've, yeah, they've stopped that feature. And it's, a for, it's a forced, forced update. update. You have to update. Oh, dogs. You can't join calls. Dogs. So we're going to look like um, dog shit on um, Friday night drinks oh, on, no. on June 12th. <laughs> I haven't updated. Could it? No, you, so no, you, you can't even it. make calls now unless you oh. upgrade. We'll um, work it out. Oh. That's and so what annoying. do I love about Georgie Boy? Uh, I, I should have had a prepared answer. I you mean, asked the question. I, yeah, no, I exactly. just thought of something. Um, I mean, I turned. I, well, you mentioned you mentioned it last night. What did I or say? Yesterday on the show, even his temperament. Yeah, definitely that. He's just a night. Like I don't think there'd be any time where I'm like not happy that he's around. Yeah. Like, and that's a if you the fact that he can be in a room and make everyone feel mm. good. Mm. That's a pretty amazing trait. Mm. Yeah, no complaining really from him. Yeah, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And when it is, it's always like funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I'm pissed off. Yeah. It's quite funny. And he knows comedy, so mm. a couple of things. Um, I've had some sev- like serious shoulder problem, and I'm, I've been trying to work out what it's from. It's one of those injuries injuries where you're like, I don't know where it came from. There's a few things. It could be I I I was playing this game with Bodie where I would put on Spider Man the soundtrack and like lift him and he'd do sound effects like he's Spider-Man and we'd jump him up onto ledges and then back down. A lot of sort of like, you know, front raises, which mm. can affect the shoulder. But then I today was shooting one of my TJ Daily videos and I had the selfie stick, the, uh, you know, the vlogger set up with the DSLR in one hand and, you know, camera out. It's probably about a kilo and a half, two kilos. Do you remember in um, Indonesia what they call a uh, selfie stick? What is it? A translation. What is it? A narcissist stick, <laughs> which I like. Yeah, and so this you're is holding a king it size narcissist <laughs> stick because it's like thick and durable. It's one that looks like for, one of those- For like, your biggest narcissist <laughs> out there. It's like the beaded one, yeah? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It could be a sex toy or mm-hmm. it could be a camera. A cam- it could be camera gear. Anyway, I was holding it up and I was like, fuck, that is like it's only been in the last month. Mm. I, may have a, I may have a vlogging injury. Mm-hmm. No good. No, I, well, no, I can imagine, it's almost like, um, what is it, like a carpal tunnel or something like oh, that? From typing. Mm. Pathetic. They're really, <laughs> they're all pathetic injuries. Yeah. Like, this is pathetic. My shoulder being sore, pathetic. Well, I did see a, um, a Facebook post last night where it was like, um, uh, when you're a kid, you get injured from like falling off your bike mm. or, you know, falling over that type of thing. When you're older... It's like you yawn funny or you oh, sleep on the wrong side. Sneeze mm. and you've done your back. <laughs> it is pathetic, isn't it? Mm. Really pathetic. Once I was riding my bike as a kid, thought it was such a good idea. Had my head down on the bar and I was riding not looking. Oh, mm. no. I was like, this is kind of cool. I reckon I could do this for a while. Boom. I rode into a car. So the car wasn't coming, but I rode into a parked car. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. You, you have? Yeah. You're as stupid as me? Yeah, but I- I don't know what I don't can't I can't remember why, but I think the car was 
reversing on its way out and oh. I just went smash right into the side. Man. But then I, re- I, re- I remember pissing myself afterwards. <laughs> like I, I would have been, not, I would have been like, funny. <laughs> what happened? That's, you just, like so you banged serious. in. Yeah. Like, yeah was no, it, but it was, it was, I think it was a stress piss. Like you just. It wasn't like a bleeding from the no, ear. No no, 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 no. Which is serious. Like, no, no, no. I was, I was fine. I just, I just pissed myself. It just yeah. scared the piss out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. Crazy. My brother, um, uh, our, our dog Molly, when she was alive, she was a uh, cocker spaniel. Haven't heard much about Molly. Yeah. yeah. I, I have feel you heard like about Molly ever? Nah. I reckon you haven't mentioned Molly. What did you do to Molly? Did you kill Molly? <laughs> I didn't kill Molly, but I feel like <laughs> I wish you? I had my time again with <laughs> to Molly. To kill Molly? Nah, no, I just feel like I wasn't that, I wasn't very engaged uh, with Molly. I didn't do much. Yeah. I just remember Mate, she- this is like the first time I heard about you had an older brother. Because I did, like he. Li- f- to be fair, he lives in the states. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard much of him. Yeah. This was early days, so mm-hmm. it's like you know six months into our friendship, and then I hear about you. you've got this brother. Mm-hmm. This dog, though, yeah, this is Molly. three, four years into our friendship. You haven't heard about Molly. I I reckon we should look through transcripts of the show to find out if you've ever mentioned Molly. Mm-hmm. Molly, well, yeah, I just feel yeah. like Molly will come up from Queensland. Oh, that's right. But maybe um. So I did. Uh, Why do you want your time over with Molly? Well, I just feel like I wasn't a good pet owner. I just didn't feed her. Like Mum did everything. Yeah. The um, I, the the wet food made me gag. <laughs> I think that if I was to have Molly again, I would should be a dry dog, a dry food only okay. dog. Yeah. Okay. Really? So if um, I just want to gauge your sort of love for Molly on a scale. Mm-hmm. Door left open, Molly runs away for two weeks. Do you care? Do you notice? Well, yeah. So the reason I was bringing up Molly was because she ran out of the- Did you just sneeze? Yeah, I did sneeze. Okay. That's fine. Um, I held it. I didn't want to spray all over the mic. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, no, Molly ran out of the the um, the backyard. And so my brother James got on the bike and was riding fast down the hill in the court. Looking for Molly. Yeah. And- um, there was a parked truck Ooh. and he rode straight into the back of the parked truck. Ooh. But I remember we were young enough that he um, cut open his ball sack. <laughs> and I remember Ooh. like oh my God. all of us, like mum was around looking up, but we're like, oh, wow. Like we were all kids. And so like- How do you, sorry, how do you ride your bike and cut your ball sack open? So he, imagine you r- ride into it and then you oh. move forward and you hit the front of the- the bike. Uh, uh, like I remember sort of pinching my, like, yeah, you'd hit the seat or you sort of gooch would get a bit affected from sort of not infected, <laughs> a bit affected, not infected, smashing your, your sort of bum onto the seat or onto mm-hmm. the bar. But cutting your balls, that's another thing. So you saw it. Did he sort of pull them out or? Yeah, I just remember being in the bathroom and more like just all gathered around, like looking at it. Mate, no good. Hey, um, last night I was I spent a bit of time watching, um, n- which happened a couple of days ago. The uh, was it space space station, space international S- space station. Yeah. The arrival of Bob and the other guy, mm. who is the first commercial flight to NASA. So SpaceX and NASA. Sorry, first <laughs> what on, on, no, on the NASA <laughs> thing, on the NASA thing yesterday. Jess said, um, "Oh, there's a coloring competition, and the winner." the kid gets to go to NASA. <laughs> and I was like blown away because in my ha- head, I thought about the International <laughs> Space Station. So I thought, fuck, 
you do, you color do a coloring in competition and you go you to win, fucking yeah, you go yeah. to the At international space. Space. Yeah. <laughs> it was you like, just get to go to florida to yeah which is still a great prize but amazing. i was like yeah. that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> good prizes these yeah, days sorry but um one of them bob and doug bob and doug i think bob maybe it was bob as they're cruising in so they dock into the international space station open up the doors they come through floating flying and i think Bob hit his head. Really? Because, and, and I, can you look this up? Because all it has is Bob with a tissue in his hand. And I saw it, I thought I saw him hit, but then he kind of just like played it cool because you're in front of the world watching on a live feed. Yeah. And then he keeps on like bringing a tissue up to his forehead and bring it down. And I was like, maybe sweat. But then why mm. wasn't the other guy doing it? And then he kept bringing it up to this one spot, wiping it, bringing it down. I reckon Bob hit his head. Or Doug, which one, whichever one of them. You should have bobbed. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Anything? Is there any any word of that? I'm just scrubbing or, through the. Um, you don't have to watch it. You could just look at. I'm sure some other gronk. If I if I was able to go. see it. Here we go. Okay. What? No, so you so, got something? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to talk. I'm what? No, I'm just I'm I'm just watching him. Come okay, I can right, I well, can pull it up. Yeah, let me just, no, let me that's, just, all, that's all good. Um, I wonder if there's brand integrations with with um, space flights. Well, they're saying that this is potentially paving the way for mm-hmm. just Gronks going up to space. But I wonder, like, I wonder if yep. they could find- Sorry, I found it for yeah, a second. Bob, this is a, <laughs> there's a YouTube video. Douglas, Douglas G. Hurley hitting his head while entering International Space Station. Like, that is on the world scale, world stage, and you do that. Mm. Annoying. He's got a sore head. You can just see him afterwards. It's oh, dude. Bloke. I do wonder about like um, Domino's. Wonder if they could pay a million bucks and get a pizza sent to like do a delivery oh, yeah. or something like that. Did you know there was a whole crowdfunded campaign that was meant to send porn stars into space for the first really? space porno? Yeah, sex in space, first time. How much did it raise? Uh they did, they had to they had to bin it because they didn't get enough. Did you get your money back? <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the um, the Black Lives Matter, the um, the what is it called Blackout, Blackout Tuesday, Blackout Tuesday, where everyone was posting yeah. a black slate on their social mm-hmm. media feeds. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like uh, I feel like the amount of conversation that comes around, like when you're doing it, like mm. the thought process. For me, the thought process is it's like okay, I want to say something, I want to be supportive, I want to say the right thing, all these different things. Mm. Um, how did you, like, what's your thought process with these types of things? Um, I think it's changed over the years, not specifically to this matter, but things where there is a movement on social media, whether it be LGBT, mm. you know, changing your profile picture or some kind of day that's celebrated or, you know, made to bring awareness. And you know, many years ago, I would have been like, pushback isn't to the cause. The pushback is to everyone doing it because they feel like they have to. Performative wokeness. Yeah, exactly. And so, for me, for this one, I posted, I did it, and I've been curious to understand more. And I understand, like, the behind the black slate on social media is to take time out to educate about these issues Mm -hmm. and so i I definitely have been doing that over the last couple of days just listening to people who 
um, much more intelligent than me that are a minority themselves that, you know, share sort of perspectives that I can't fathom. You know, you mm-hmm. watch these riots and you get really uncomfortable. And I think the change in me is feeling like that uncomfortable thing inside me is is why this needs to be done, is why these movements happen, because it's like, what am I feeling uncomfortable about? I'm yeah. not the minority here. Mm. And so then I like question my internal feeling and the and the uncomfortable nature is seeing something horribly horrible happening. And then I just my perspective has been this week, the feeling I have does not even come close to what minority groups and the uncomfortable lives they've been living based on horrible shit that's happened. Yeah. And so that's where I'm like, I can't like, I have nothing to say other than I I feel, I feel something and I want to do my part. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm open to being told that I'm doing something wrong which is the it has to be the way. Yeah. But like Amy and I have a conversation where she was listening to me talk about on Monday, I think, or over the weekend, there was something referencing sort of what was going on overseas. And she she's like, I couldn't listen because I was worried that you'd say something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's a fair point because there's a fair chance I say something that doesn't sit well. Yeah. But I think at that point you can't go silent. You have to, you have to be okay with, being called out, being you know told that that is not that is not right, mm-hmm. or you know, or having uh, the having the um, not courage because I don't think it's that courageous to m- use your voice in some way to help something. It's like you just have to do it. Yeah, and so yeah, it's a hard one to to tackle. But then that's the privilege at that point where mm-hmm. I'm like, it's hard for me to you know, it's like absolutely not. So that's what I just keep coming back to. My uncomfortable feeling, you know, does not trump or you know, a lot, you know, uh, compete with anybody who is felt uncomfortable because they're a minority. Yeah, I think that also, if you think about uh, my personality, it's like the pushback, right? I think like a mm. lot of people out there push back to anything that's, uh, you know, any sort of thing where people are just running to do it without mm. necessarily educating themselves. And so I think that uh, the pushback maybe that people go to is it's like, okay, this is performative wokeness mm-hmm. or you're just you're just doing it to um, for your own sort of points or, or whatever it is in, mm-hmm. in the world. And so for me, it's around saying, okay, well, like what are you reading? What are you consuming? Mm-hmm. What's the – like you see people reaching out or, or um, writing and saying – Oh, you know, like talking numbers and saying, oh, we're at the lowest here we've ever been. Like we're making progress. Like to me, that feels a bit tone deaf Mm. when really we need to just be listening at this point. And so for me, I feel like in the uncomfortable nature of it, it has been switching from just consuming news to actually reading and listening to literature, like using Audible or whatever, stuff that's being written two, three years ago on all of this sort of stuff. I um, got, uh, was it uh, White uh, Fragility, I think it's called. Um, But just like, I wonder how many people that are pushing back on these things have actually read and listened to what's being said. Mm. 
and how much of it is just echo chamber, like, oh, no, everyone's doing it. Mm. I don't want to, um, you know, be part of this crowd. Mm. I think that the other point is that we have to realise that we have been part of the problem. So, um, you know, someone had commented, oh, like uh, on my personal one, it was like on my personal account, you know, you're a talk show with four white guys. And like, I understand that. And I think that part of that's part of the reflecting bit that we need to do, which is like, we need to back it up with saying, okay, what, are, what, what things are we doing to make sure that we have, uh, you know, representatives from, you know, all the different sort of parts of the world. I think from a, like, we've done that and had those conversations with women on the show and we still haven't done a great job with that. Part of it, I also think, is like where, when you're flying, we're just like running along trying to do this, you know, podcast. And I think that the privilege comes out more because you see that from a default, it's like, oh, like our, a lot of our friends are white. Like we don't have really that diverse a, a friendship group mm. in some ways. And so I remember seeing someone comment uh, saying, hey, uh, it would be great if you had more women on your podcast. And I took that in a really positive way in regards to, oh, this person thinks that we have a part to play in this. Whereas I think that probably before I thought that we were such a small piece and not mainstream media and all that sort of thing that like it seemed like such a luxury to be doing that. And that's like such a privileged mm. thing to say. And so I think that like for me it's um, – I understand the performative wokeness element or the just doing a tile and then thinking that you've done your bit. But for our end, we're constantly communicating and thinking, okay, how do we become better in getting other voices mm. on the show? Mm. I mean, it's being mindful of what is the visceral response internally. So it is like, you know, you could be annoyed at people pointing out things which I have been annoyed in the past, but I feel like I, you've, you've got to be open mm. and, and w willing to understand and learn. And so, I mean, that's what more can we do? Like, and, and I understand, like I, for somebody who is a minority pointing out about things like us and other podcasts that are white guys, you know, mm -hmm. that aren't doing their bit according, you know, to them and probably rightfully so in some areas, it's like, um, <sighs> How do you take like their pain is obviously at a point where they need to say something like that, mm -hmm. and so I can, I've my what I can do is understand I can work on how I respond and how I feel about things, and mm -hmm. so then how I act after that. And so, but that's all I've got at this point for yeah. me is to like how am I responding? Mm -hmm. What can I control? And I think that part of it is things like tokenism that you want to try and avoid, mm -hmm. but I think that. I think we can hide behind tokenism as a way of not going deeper or trying to explore those types of things. Mm. Trevor Noah, uh, he, he did this great piece. I mean, he's just at home at the moment, just uh, on his phone, just talking. It's like, that is something worth listening. I mentioned Killer Mike, watch him, Trevor Noah. There's a bunch of other people that are just, you know, educating people 
from a perspective that mm. isn't their own, that isn't definitely mine and a lot of my friends. But I also think that the, like, getting bogged down in specific numbers or trying to pull things apart or trying to sort of uh, divide or um, do things that aren't moving towards progress, like, I think that that, like, if, if you're doing that, if you're pushing back on these types of things... Mm. why like yeah I, and, and i think it's like there may be a valid reason or there may be absolutely fucking no reason you're outrageous but it's worth actually stopping and asking but even, why but even if there are the even if there are small things where it's like oh there's been improvements here or there's like that like the word improvements like all like it's it's su- <laughs> such a um weird area that i, mm. I just feel like well as the why though is beyond any of the specifics mm. It's like, why are you pushing back? Work that out. Yeah. doesn't mean I'm not looking at the result of that. It's like that is a version of progress for people to fucking look at themselves and ask why. Why am I uncomfortable? Why am I pushing back? Why am I trying to bring numbers to the, you know, to sort of push down the other side of the argument? Not to say anything is right or wrong. It's like there's a point before that that is probably quite um, positive in, observing and doing that self-observation. And I, I think that the biggest, the, the most confronting thing for me has been around the, you know, if you are silent, you are complicit in this whole thing. Because I think that part of, it's funny because I feel like there's been an evolution because I feel like the early days we couldn't say uh, privileged without thinking that we're going to piss off a bunch. Like I'm comfortable with talking about privilege, talking about our own privilege. Like if that if you find uh, privilege offensive, then that's probably your own, like that, that in itself is, is the privilege that you're working with. Um, but I think the, the bit that's been confronting is realizing that I, there is that part of me, which is like, oh, um, I could like not say anything right now. I could just like not do anything on so like absolutely nothing on mm. social media. We could not talk about it on the show. We could just be completely sort of in a bubble and not reference it at all. But the thing is, uh, and this is thanks to the movement, you go on Instagram this morning, like that's what you can, consu- like we are consuming mm. this stuff uh, all of the time. Mm. And so for me, it's been saying, okay, let's just um, like, what do I do? Where is it? Like what, what is the impact that I think that I can make? And for me, I don't know much about anything. Like I know some stuff about some tech shit. I don't understand a lot of things, but if we can bring the consumption of the content to, and that's why even like moving to things like the agent, like just trying to get different perspectives and picking up books that are like completely, um, that could potentially completely tear apart Mm. your own identity It feels like the thing that we can do right now. Mm. Um, do you think you get better at being open to change? And so, say you read a book and it completely shifts your perspective. Or, like, I think I've in the past pushed back on that stuff more so. And and it, and I feel like it's from observe, observing myself. It's like bringing stats or like, nah, but it may, like, nah, but you can look at the specifics. It's like it's actually just. Uh, pulling away from 
a, the bigger point. And so, do you think you get better at becoming okay with shifting, being over here and not so rock solid in your thinking? And it's like, oh, I can. I'm malleable because malleable means I can shift from something that wasn't helpful to something that is helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like part of it too is that we're never going to completely understand. Like, I think that there is that risk in trying to be, like, I question my um, own um, reasons behind it. I'm like, are you just reading this so that when you're in a conversation with someone, mm. you know all the, the words to say and how you can, and for me, it's um, it's it's more about, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's not about talking more. It's not about saying like um like I think there's a lot of lecturing going on mm. which from a pushback perspective I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, fuck you." Like just because I'm not saying anything here doesn't mean that I'm a I'm a racist. Um but I think that if we take that on, if we're like that's that's a perspective. I don't think I am. But what what can I do to better understand? And maybe if they've read these things, which is leading them to this, maybe I need to read what they've read mm. to come to some better understanding. Like think about like what we were, what we learnt of, you know, Australian history and things like that. Mm. Like there's huge fuck all growing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not only it gaps, selective, but it's, but it's, it's like completely. Um, uh, like focused on a, a specific narrative, which in 2020, being a bit older and being able to have a bit in, having a critical eye and ear on these things, mm. it's like, um, like we also need to reflect on that. It's like, okay, in our humanities, if we're learning about James Cook and all that sort of shit, like, oh, yeah. what did we learn about Aboriginals? What do we actually mm. know? Um, and so I think that the th- what I hope and what I'm trying, what I want to do, just like anything, just like a fucking, it's so connected to guilt. Like you think about all the stuff I talked about with food and all that sort of thing yesterday. It's a similar thing, which is like you you want to try and make these things permanent. Like you're trying to set up things, so it's like on oh, like this isn't just something that we're going to do for a week. It's like um, invasion day, all these things. Like you know, you sort of have have the mo. Like it's a moment. It all it happens, mm. and then we sort of move on. But it's like, how do you actually move the needle so that we are actually doing better? Mm. I mean, there is some high-profile people in Australia saying some fucking crazy shit online. Mm. Pete Evans being one of them. Oh. Jeez. And and but I, what I appreciate about what Pete Evans has said, not that I uh, agree with anything he said, is that. It is a moment to think and go, you know, wow, like you've either missed the point here or you've lost the plot, all these things, right? And so- What's more that I think that thinking, the the problem with thinking is thinking is based on whatever we know to be true now. And so if all you do is think without changing the echo chamber that you're in, your thinking is still flawed. Mm. And so that's why I think the listening bit is the important bit, Mm. which is like, uh, don't just watch Sky News or Fox News or, um, you know, base the the knowledge that you have on the prejudice that you were taught when you were younger. Like that's, I think, the the big bit. So it's, 
it's the the critical i feel like there's very little to lose to be critical of your own thought structure and identity mm. in this time rather than trying to justify the position that you're in yeah and so that like i think that part of like the thing is that that means that we can't have this conversation without saying we need to do heaps in the way of uh, diversity and all those types of things on the show. And I think that we will, we are working out processes and things mm. to make it just part of it. Like it, it real, what it's, what we're talking about here is it's like, okay, if we go into our uh, contact list, 90% of them are, are, are white people. And so if 90% of your contact lists are white people, then you've got a, a pool of 10% that you're pulling from. And so just based on what's naturally happening, mm. the other thing is meet, think about mainstream media. Think about the people that we've had on the show. Like we are a, um, a media slash entertainment skewed show where we have comedians, we have uh, people who are on radio, who are on TV. And unfortunately, based on that, the pipeline that we're working with has all of those systems. And so that's where I think that we, we need to do a bunch of work in uh, maneuvering and um, uh, just even from a, not even from an ethical perspective, but also just from an interest factor. I think that like to have entertaining conversations, it's way more entertaining if, if it's not just all of us agreeing and we have interesting yeah. people who are, have had different experiences to us. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, it's it's why I don't mind reading the the bullshit that is online because it's it is a it's it is understanding other versions. You have to be open to listening to that stuff, which is what you're saying. Mm. I think like the, the I think there is something divisive about uh, getting all of your content from social media. Like I think oh, that that like yeah, so putting Pete Evans in the same boat as people who have spent their lifetime mm. oppressed or trying to um, trying to make change. I think that that's part of the danger too. And so that's where I'm like, actually, I need fucking books. I need where there's been some sort of editorial on this where an expert has gone in. And the other thing too is then we can look at media from the critical eye and say, okay, this is what's happening now. This is what was being said, you know, in the book that I'm re reading now, 2018. Then we can, it's, it's a lot easier to see the similarities or see the messages without the fog of politics mm. and all of the other bullshit that goes on. Mm. I mean, lots of com com uh, comments happening in YouTube, but we're not allowed to bring them in. Not allowed to bring them in. <laughs> we will, um, no, but rule. we, I think... Um, if you have any thoughts on how we can do this, uh, you know, sort of be a positive change in all of this, mm. how, how can we as a show be um, from a process perspective, mm. from a network perspective, how we can develop, uh, send us an email, hi at thedailytalkshow.com because I think that that's part of it too, which is like there's a lot of people who have been spending a lot of time in this space um, and so just us trying to do it all without reaching out, I think is probably a missed opportunity. Um, Z feed, follow that, follow. 
oh, them yeah, on Crystal. Instagram. Oh, yeah, Crystal. Crystal's smashing, being smashing yep. it with all the uh, the content. There's some, I mean, good uh, good um, things to understand from that page. Mm-hmm. Good lessons to learn. So. Give Crystal a follow. What's well, also not- the follow? Like, I think that following is such an important part. Like, um, the just seeing, just having that on your feed and having it, and just mm. like that is such. A, like, what do we have? What do we have in the world in regards to change that we can make? Yeah. We well, can- I mean, how much do we curate our feeds for comfort mm-hmm. and comfort on a personal level, not being challenged politically or mm-hmm. personally? And so, yeah, like you're saying. The bubble is the effect of the echo chamber we're in is is what we become. And so mm-hmm. that is a good point of following people that you don't agree with, people that are, have different perspectives to you or has got, have gone through things you haven't. Mm-hmm. Something I need to do. Like I, I do follow a few, but yeah, you're definitely right. Just because it- Because well, you mean, just realize, like yeah. I just look at, um, just look, like definitely on that point around- the comfort, where do you go for comfort? And it's so unfortunate that it's like the, the privilege in, man, this is all so negative. Like, mm. um, you know, like, is this, is this product, like, is this negativity, is it productive? Mm. Um, and so then you go to, if I can watch, you know, friends or you watch fucking, you know, you watch Jerry, like, uh, yeah. um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. What was it, Jerry Seinfeld? Is that yeah, his name? yeah, yeah. Just the main character. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's, the show is called Seinfeld. Real, real guy. <laughs> but, um, it's your dream, Josh Jansen yeah. TV show, <laughs> yeah. the telly show. But I think, um, yeah, that's the uh, yeah, the push. I think the big thing is the pushback. Mm. It's like that's what this is. And the, the other thing too is the thing with everyone who's listening who has that same pushback, they're like, fuck off, Josh, um, because that's their instinct is to push back. Mm. I'm communicating this for my own perspective in regard to what I need to be doing. And pushback King is JJ. Yeah. And so the thing is you look at the, and so it's, I understand, I understand the reflex that can, can happen where it's like when you, when all the privilege, the system, all of that sort of stuff is having a spotlight on it or is being revealed. Mm. And so I think like you look at what happened yesterday and you look at the, um, you know, blackout Tuesday, it got a bunch of criticism based on pushing down the Black Lives Matter hashtag. And so if you're using that hashtag, basically, you're sort of censoring all of yeah, that. Yeah. But I think that overall, if it's caused these types of conversations, if it, fo- if it forces businesses to have conversations with their executive team and their social media team and say, okay, if we're going to do, if we're an organization and we're going to put up a black tile, what, is, what are we doing? How are we complicit in all of this? What, are we, what, what does our diversity program look like? So I think that even though it seems tokenistic, I think that the conversations that we're having, if we're, if it's, I think it was a, a much bigger deal than what some people are saying based on mm. when you make that decision, when you're saying, no, I'm not going to be quiet, I'm going to do something from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, that's then on you to actually see it through and make the change. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway. I so, don't have the microphone, the megaphone anymore, mm. but I've been, it's been confiscated from me. And I don't want Ben Fordham to be upset because he has we'll a do it. fabulous radio right, show. Here we, here we go. To, fit, to take us out before we head off for the day.
changing the tone to be aligned with it. I feel like and it's I a bit distasteful that. for That's going it. to high energy. That, yeah, you started high. Uh, so what I'll do is, as part of the sponsorship, uh, as a naming rights, anytime we have an announcement, we say the sponsor first. Ben Fordham has a show, 5.30am, 2GB, you can stream. I would also suggest that this isn't coming from me as a piece of advice, but advice for myself. Maybe go out and read some stuff. Maybe go get a book. Follow some people of colour, all of that stuff. And uh, let's try and have a positive impact on this world. Thank you. Well done. That was great. Thanks, everyone. And uh, thank you, Georgie boy. Mm. Enjoy Bunnings, JB. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. And please, yeah, send us your emails. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you do have any thoughts on how we can uh, move the needle and be a positive part of all of this change. See you guys.